This is an elephant speak. You're talking about finding reality. For the disclaimer, the In Search of Reality podcast and its host does not necessarily believe in or claim that our guests' opinions and stories are a representation of our own views. The podcast, however, is dedicated to giving people a right to speak and share their stories. The In Search of Reality podcast and its host may neither agree or disagree with episode content, but does respect the opinions, worldviews, religious ideals, and information that our guests provide. We believe in freedom of speech and a right to an opinion. Up next, we have a guest that is a psychic, intuitive life coach, a best-selling author. Her works include Trigger, The Wonder Horse, and A Charmed Journey, An Inspired Guide to Personal Transformation. I'd like to welcome Angela Lenhart to the show. How are you doing, Angela? Good morning. Thank you. I'm doing wonderful. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show. Um, so how are things in uh, Colorado? I know we talked a little bit of it, about it off air. How are, how are things going out there? Well, right now, the, you know what, the, the weather is beautiful. It's a hot weekend. There aren't any rain clouds, so we definitely need a little bit of rain. But, um, you know, the weather's great. We do, because of the whole COVID situation, um, we are advised to wear masks or it's mandatory to wear masks in all public places. So I think everybody's kind of adjusting to the new norm and what that's, that could possibly look like until, um, you know, further notice. So I think that it's just, we're, we are all just navigating our way day by day through this, this, this new paradigm shift. Has your schedule changed or have you seen an increase or decrease in uh, what kind of what you do to help help others with this? 
You know, my schedule is, is pretty consistent. I see clients five, you know, five days out of a week and I'm, I'm generally pretty busy, but the, it, it seems like more of the questions now are, are truly around uncertainty. That is the, like what, you know, we always have a, a plan of how we think that our life should go. We have this idea of, of what it's supposed to look like. And I think that we are wired that way from such a young age. You know, you, 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 you go to school, you go to college, you get the boyfriend, you get married, you have kids, and, you, and so on and so forth. And, and now more than ever, that, 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 sh that isn't happening. People aren't even in schools right now, you know? And, and so there's so much uncertainty, like how, how are we going to go to school? What is that, you know, what does that hybrid system look like? You know, what does my relationship look like? So the, a lot of the questions now are revolved around connection. How do, how do you find peace during this state of chaos that, that we are experiencing as, as a whole? And generally, that, that is what I, what I hear. So I'm teaching a lot of meditation techniques. I'm teaching a lot of, of I, I still teach my workshops. I'm actually going to California next weekend at a private retreat where it's going to be, you know, socially distanced, of course. But just to really help people find that inner state of calm. Excellent. I always find it uh, interesting um, just w to learn about people's beginnings. So I guess maybe we can get started with, you know, how, how did you become aware of your abilities and how did you, this kind of all get started for you? That's such a loaded question. It, as I stated at the beginning, I had an idea of how my life should go, which was, you know, go to college and move to New York and possibly become a stockbroker or maybe get into hotel management. And the pivotal point in my, in my life was, was truly the day that uh, my mom passed away. Uh, you know, I, I visited her just a couple, uh, she lived in Montana at the time and I probably visited her a, a couple weeks prior to her death. And, and I remember as I was leaving the house that day, she's standing on the front porch and she's just waving like, you know, like she, she would never see me again. And I, I, I remember looking back in the rear view mirror and I'm thinking, she, what is she doing? You know, she's acting like she's never going to see me again. Now, hindsight's always 20 and 20, you know, 2020. And looking back, I can, I intuitively know, I knew in my heart of hearts that she knew that she would never see me again. Although those words weren't conveyed. But the, the big shift was when my mom, I called her one day and I said, what are you doing? I used to talk to her four or five times a day on the phone. I would just call her and ask her what she was having for lunch. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, I'm getting ready to go. And I said, go where? And she says, I'm going to go and be with the angels. And I said, mom, what, what's going on? Are you sick? And she goes, no. And she, and she wasn't, she wasn't sick. There wasn't drugs or alcohol in her system. There wasn't any of that. My mom was just so in tune with God, so in tune with the angelic ground, so much, so in tune with her own life that she had uh, she had prepared me and my brother i know for for years to when that she could take her exit point which which is, and and she died in her sleep that night it was plain and simple she she died of a heart attack wow. and i remember the next morning i got up <clears throat> it was it, it was around six o'clock in the morning i was in, i was married at the time and i i just get out of bed and i go sit in the dining room and my husband at, at the time he gets up and he, he says, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm waiting. 
And he goes, well, you're sitting in the dark. What are you waiting for? And I said, I don't know. And then it was approximately 10 minutes later, my aunt called to tell me that my mom had passed away in her sleep. And that is when my whole life changed. So, you know, going to college, getting my degree in business and finance and thinking I was going to have this, this particular life, it was, it was so black and white to me. And in, and in one, one moment, everything changed. And then that took me to what I do today and asking, I began to ask myself, what am I here to do? What is my purpose and how am I here to serve? Which has then taken me on this, you know, 15 year journey of a personal transformation and then helping, helping others navigate their way through challenging times, through uncertainties, which, you know, to be honest, life is life is full of changes nothing stays the same and if we think that it does it's we're setting ourselves up for false expect you know for expectations but also just an extreme amount of of, of sadness and grief so it's it's learning how to find the light and the joy in each in each moment whether or not it is painful and or there is um there's a lot of fear involved. How can, how can you maintain that state of peace when the storm is spinning around you? That is an interesting uh, beginning. Um, it's almost as if uh, your mom's passing was kind of like your beginning. It, 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 I just got the chills when you said that. Absolutely. That's, uh, I know in my heart of hearts that she, she had to go in order for me to step into who I am. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah. You, there, there always, there's always an ending to a new beginning, and that is in all of our lives. If we look, if we truly look back, and you can see where those those transformations, that new beginning, really occurred. There was often an ending that happened prior to that, that created some sort of closure, so that you could step into that next that next phase, right? Because we're always evolving, we're always changing, we're always growing, but that growth curve is tough. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. About the you have traveled abroad. Uh, can you talk some about the experiences and maybe some of the things you've learned um, in your travels? Oh my gosh. I've learned so much that, that this world is this, it's a huge playground and, and it is full of experiences if you choose to embrace them. And what you generally expect from other people, like what, what you draw out of them is what you're going to get in return. I would, I, you know, my first trip to China and I, I don't, I don't, I hadn't been to China before, but, and I wasn't a, I would say an educated traveler at the time. I put a hundred dollars in my sock and, and I had my wallet full of money and I had, you know, a few, traveler's checks or whatever it was back then and I think that was you know I carried everything in my bag and what had happened and then I put everything else in my suitcase right I I had no idea that I should probably designate items to different parts of my body and and carry a couple different kinds of bags and, and take notes along the way but what happened is is my first trip to China I almost missed my flight from San Francisco to Taipei or whatever that was. But when I got to Chiang Mai, 
I had lost my bag, my all of my money, and my bags didn't show up. I'm sitting in the airport, not able to speak their language, and I had nothing. I had absolutely no form of communication because I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have any money. I had that hundred bucks that was in my in my sock, and I had no bags. So I really learned that. You can't take anything with you because when it if it if it doesn't show up, you have to know exactly who you are with nothing. So that was my first lesson in traveling abroad. Well, wow. you know the the greatest thing happened is because people came out of nowhere to help me to help a str a stranger in their country. Uh, I was safe the entire time. You know, I had always I'd always found that I was in. You know, people around me generally took really good care of me and, and took me to the, the hotel and set me up with water. And what had happened is, is two days later, my bags and, and all my money and my wallet showed up every dime, every dime, nothing was gone and everything in my suitcase showed up. So if you, and I just expected it. And what I did though, is I really focused on being kind and generous when I was in this state of absolute frazzle because I knew that I was going to get back what I was giving out and this was my test. So I, I've discovered that, you know, when I was traveling to China, also I love to scuba dive. So I've been various places around the world diving and the same goes there, you know, from dive masters to people that you meet on the, tr the trip, you know, people love to share their wisdom. And if you are open, and, and, and if open, as far as an open mind and an open heart, and you don't have this huge bias in the middle, you will be surprised of how much joy and wisdom you will gain from that experience. So well that's, that's my advice is, is travel and learn. You know, I'm not sure what exactly what our traveling is gonna look like after this pandemic, but I, I hope on some degree that it, it we can find this this peaceful ground and 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 tr and, and love each other on on some mm -hmm. on some 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 way because it was it was truly the best experience of my life and i and i hope that other people get to experience that as well especially the younger generation you know yeah absolutely uh your book trigger the wonder horse is about a horse you rescued and your relationship with this horse um can we get some details about the book well, it's, it is a relationship. It's definitely the relationship with my horse. It's, it's, it also, it's, a, it's a book that I wrote because I wanted to teach others that animals, I wanted to show others, you know, we don't, words don't teach, uh, actions teach, right? Stories teach. And I wanted to share with people that, that the power to, create a miracle and to manifest and to heal resides within them. When you have a strong connection with, with the spiritual realm, with, with God, with the divine, however you want to, you know, identify with that. And my experience with trigger definitely began about 27 years ago. And over the last 27 years, we've built a relationship and life's about relationships, whether you look at it from a personal standpoint or a business relation or a business perspective, life is about relationships. And most importantly, it's about the relationship with you and animals. I know, I, I know this to, 
I, I will go to the grave saying this, that animals will teach you more about you than anything else in this world because they can, they can hold that presence of unconditional love, of detachment and, and, and true and, and respect without having these, these emotional burdens in the way. But it, it's, if you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear these messages that they're, that they're teaching you about yourself, is is the gift that animals bring to this planet and that was that was my motivation for writing the trigger the wonder horse but to be honest i didn't know that i was even going to write the book until there was a pivotal time in, in trigger's life where i was i was going to put him down i he had been through a series of health crisis and i i was i was burnt out physically emotionally physically mentally on every level and i thought i can't do this anymore and i definitely didn't want to to keep trigger alive for my sake. It isn't, it wasn't about me. I wanted him to have a quality of life and I want, I needed to be the owner that understood that as well. And I would do anything for him. I it, it, absolutely anything. If you read the book, you would definitely know that. But when the time came for me that I thought that I was going to put him down, I was sitting next to him and I leaned down and whispered in his ear, are you ready to go meet God? Thinking that the doctor was going to come out and euthanize him and he gets up and runs away and he was he was like that three-legged horse that didn't even know he existed but he just took off and I knew at that moment all right I'd have to share this experience and I don't care what other people say I'm gonna do it and because it, it, it provides hope it definitely provides hope and if there's one thing that I know that my life message is about it's about is it's about hope when you're in the space of despair because that ultimately is when the magic can happen as well because you when we when we ultimately surrender and we're at that space of letting go because you don't know what else to do because there's nothing to hold on to anymore is when something else you, you've created something else in you've created space in your life for something else to occur but often we have to be in that space in order for that that impetus to show up that's fascinating. I think I know the answer to this, but are you able to connect with animals psychically like you are much like humans? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a, it can even it's even a little bit easier to commit to communicate with animals. You see animals like I said they don't they're not guarded unless they've been abused typically. But so they're open. They are a, 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 an open vessel and everything, absolutely everything has an energetic field around it. So as an intuitive, what I do is I tap into that energetic field and I get information. I get messages from that, from the field, whether it's their, their inner, their, your inner spirit or whether it is maybe a message from a loved one that's crossed over or or it, I also do a lot of feng shui. So I read the energy of homes and homes even have a personality and communicate messages. So absolutely everything carries an, an energetic vibration with it. So it's tuning into that frequency and then communicating whatever it is to the person that's seeking information. Yeah, you mentioned uh, feng shui, and I, I see that you're actually uh, you do give consultations on that. Can you can you provide some details for the listeners on what that is and, and kind of what you, you you do? Well, feng shui is an is an ancient art. It's over five thousand years old, and it's about creating harmony and and balance in your in your physical space. 
So it's about aligning the energy in your home or your office that that is that provides a, a natural state of flow. You know, when our minds become too cluttered and our subconscious mind is is cluttered and, and suppressed, um, it's very it's more difficult to access the imagination and that creative side that we all possess. But when we have too much clutter in our space, we can't we can't see clearly. So I help people clean the clean the clutter clean the clutter and then reorganize their space so that the chi flows. You know, it's about the chi in the body. It's about the chi in your space. It's about the the chi. It's about your energy, right? So it's your it's your chi. It's your prana. It's your breath. It's that it's that energy. It's that breath of life that moves through everything. So feng shui is just a, a tool from the you know the eastern perspective on how to create more harmony and balance in your life and that i definitely i love that because i i love homes i love going into homes and 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 just kind of listening to the to the vibration of what it's saying and it's it's quite interesting because if if somebody lives in a house that maybe was built in the 1800s there's a lot of history there and all the people that have lived in that home prior to you have usually left some sort of vibration in that space and it sometimes it needs to be clear otherwise it can impact your future so i've i've seen that over and over again in in homes and offices is that is is especially if someone has has died in that particular space they and they are unsure of where they're going to transition to or how that's going to look like or what their belief system is they'll linger there or that vibration will linger there so you know it could either be good bad or indifferent however you want to look at it that's interesting um now did you learn this like traveling abroad i'm assuming the feng shui when i was in china i spent some time in in hong kong and i learned i learned some techniques there and and i would one of my trips I would hike to the top of this mountain every single day to speak with the abbot, actually just to listen to her. She spoke and we had a translator and I would just sit there and listen for six hours a day. And seriously, we get up at six o'clock in the morning, hike 6,000 steps. I was exhausted by the time I got there. And then we would just take notes and then we'd have to hike back down because it was about, first of all, it was about discipline. And then it was about, you know, wanting something so badly that you were going to hike 6,000 steps up and back in, you know, for three weeks in a row. But it was, you know, I, I love the, I, I learned it in Hong Kong. I learned it in China. And then when I came back to the States, I just began to study, you know, uh, I began to study books. I began to read, I began to, and then I began to put everything that I learned into practice. So you, that that's that's the that's the challenge is that you can have all these tools we can have all these books and we can have all these great teachers and mentors and we can teach you we can guide you and we can say do this and do that but until you actually apply it to your own experience you don't know it and that's the difference of embodying something versus just know you know you great you know it you you have you've been given the information but you don't know it it can do anything with it until you apply it to your daily life and that's the transformational piece in, in that's that's life in general is each and every day we are actually given wisdom we are, we are the, the the 
the universe is so kind to us and so good and it's always navigating us but you have to tune in and yeah. that you have to become aware yeah you of have to be what open it, to it is that you do you do otherwise you it'll, it'll go right past yeah. you yeah you got to yeah. pay attention 100%. to yeah you have to Think want to you have to want to do it yeah yeah you're right and i think a lot of people also they they think things are coincidental or and a lot of times it's not you know it's i, I don't think there is any coincidences in my experience i i i haven't found one coincidence it's all kind of created this this story to it's all just it's just connecting the dots it's one dot to the next to the next to the yep. next to the next so it it's it's about being in that state of wonder like i wonder what's going to show up today i wonder what dots dots are going to connect themselves today and and if you can if you can maintain that space you will be surprised at what could like i said the possibilities that will that will show up even during a pandemic right you know the the universe uh, the god consciousness god is very alive and well and 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 wants us to bring our light forward wants us to share these experiences of hope right. and love and transparency because this is the time that we've all been prepared for that's why these these spiritual books were written is so that we can mm -hmm. apply them now right yep i think when you're awakened like that it makes life a little more colorful too doesn't it definitely <laughs> can we talk a little bit about your other book a charm journey um in like how it's it's self-help nature and and what what what's that entail a charm journey was my <clears throat> gateway into into changing my life and again just like the trigger the wonder horse book a charm journey wasn't planned at all like that was even the for this i don't even consider myself a writer i just I had to sit down and write a book and I was like, God, how am I supposed to write a book? And I was like, sit down and open up your computer and start typing. You know how to type, you know, I learned how to type when I was a freshman. So I had to, you know, use those skills, but that was the, the charm journey began when I was in a relationship. It was a four year relationship. And you know, I have nothing to hide. My whole life's out there on my book, but uh, it was that relationship that just kind of like, you know, it's like beats you up every single day. And it wasn't a physical one, but it was definitely an emotional and mental and financial roller coaster up and down, up and down, up and down. And, uh, and I lost myself, you know, I lost, I lost my sense of self, who I am, what am I about? What is my, what is my life purpose? It, for whatever reason, I, it, it just, I either forgot or I lost it or I fell asleep. I'm not sure. But the wake up call was when I was getting into the bathtub one morning and I walked past the mirror and I looked at myself and I didn't recognize the face staring back at me. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I, I didn't think I looked that way. I, it, it was like I'd never seen, it was like I'd seen myself through different eyes for the first time in my life. And it's kind I of an odd feeling. Oh my God, I was staring at a stranger and I'm like, who's in the bathroom with me? And I get into the tub and I was in the tub and I, I, I kid you not, uh, a force bigger than anything I've ever felt before 
literally came from behind me and shoved me out of that tub. And I, I couldn't stay in the tub if I wanted to. And I got out of the tub. I wrapped a towel around my body. I wrapped a towel around my head and I walked up the stairs and, and words just began to flow out of my mouth. And I said, I'm leaving. And he says, well, where are you going? And I said, I don't know, but I'm not staying here. And, you know, wow. after, you know, sometimes Rick really put your foot in your mouth. I really put my foot in my mouth because I couldn't go back. And he says, well, great. I'll help you pack your bags. And I'm like, you know, that wasn't like, let's work it out. Let's talk about it. None of that. It was, it was really cut and dry. And granted, it had been, you know, months and months of, of that emotional roller coaster ride. So we were just at that, at that moment where we've got to go our different ways. And to be honest, my soul, I had lost my soul. And that is not what my life was about. My soul was going to get back to what it knows. And it didn't care if my physical body was in pain. That, right. that wasn't part of the plan. And so I, uh, I, I packed my car. I was in my car within an hour. And what, what really happened is I didn't know where I was going to go because I thought I was, you know, I was, here I was this life coach and I had traveled and I had all this wisdom or what I thought was wisdom, but it wasn't wisdom yet because I hadn't applied it. And I didn't know where I was going to go because I was way too proud to ask for help. So I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to go to the park because, Hey, it can't be that bad. You know, it's summer. I can go to the park. I have a tent. And as I was driving down to the park, I thought, oh my God, what does my life come to? And I pulled my car over to, on the side of the road and I just started beating the steering wheel because I was mad. I was mad at, I was mad at God. I was mad at me, myself. I was mad at life. I was mad at everybody. And I just, I needed to get my shit together, you know, definitely. And I just started, I just started crying profusely uncontrollably actually and I just said you know here I've studied all of this stuff and what do you want me to do with this God and I was so mad and I said I can't believe I'm going to go live in the park and I'm homeless and blah 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 I had this crazy story and I you know that force that I talked about that took me out of the tub well that force force came through my car and it literally just came through my car stopped everything and it started my car and I drove to a house and I didn't know where I was going, but I just, I just followed, I just drove. And I just, I just, I, I, I was like, I was unconscious and I drove to a house and I was parked in front of it. I didn't know whose house it was, but I knew I had to get out and I had to walk to the front door and I did. And it was my very first client ever that told me if I ever needed a place to stay, I was always welcome in her home. And she told me this like six or seven years prior. And what, what God had did was drive me to a safe place where I could start my life over unbeknownst to me. And I, when I went, went to that front wow. door, wow. She, she says, you're welcome in my house. And that's where I started over. And I'm wow. laying in bed. I'm staring at the popcorn ceiling, you know, in a twin bed. And I look up and I said, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? I mean, it was like a whirlwind. And I said, God, what do I have to do to change my life? I will do whatever it takes. And I was given instructions. And the third instruction was, you're going to have to write a book and share about your experiences. And I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I didn't know how to do it, but I just did it. And that's how it happened. Wow, so it's a long, it's a long story to to the question, but uh, you know, it's 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 like I said, it's 
part of the process and none of it none of it was designed by me i didn't know what i was doing it was all about walking in in the unknown but what i've but what i know in my heart of hearts is about trusting you have to trust the process in life and you but you have to continuously ask yourself what do what do i believe in about myself what do i trust in and if you don't you there's your work you have to figure that out you have to get really crystal clear about that because that is the the energy that is the force that is the platform that you're going to walk on through this life and i was given the opportunity i got the opportunity i'm not sure it was handed to me i'm not quite sure but this happened That's you know, great a advice. little over oh so like i said in this in the, in this transitory time in the world that's happening i feel like well crap i've already had the rug ripped out from underneath me quite a few times so this is nothing right what do you think that force was do you think that was uh like a oh, guardian no, I, angel I or no no it's god there, there, you know there's there's a lot of different dimensions right there's a lot of different energy fields there's different dimensions there's the angelic realm there's the animal kingdom there's the plant kingdom and then there's god and and it's all one we're god we're we're all that we're, we're also god we're god we're, we co-create with god we co-create with the universe like i said you can you can call it whatever you want but um <clears throat> When I get messages, you know, from the angelic realm, which I've also talked about in my book, it's a, they're a little lighthearted, they're a little bit easier, um, a little more fun. But sometimes when you get when you get the the knockdown um, from the force of the masculine force, the feminine force, the the God force, there you don't yeah there's no negotiating like you know i can negotiate with the angelic realm i can negotiate with the other spiritual realm i've gotten really good at that i don't negotiate with god all the time no 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 i just do what i'm told right. and um and it's and it's worked out so can you talk a little um, bit about the angelic realm what is that well again there are <clears throat> different dimensions there's like the and there's lots of different angels there's the archangels there we have guardian angels we have like uh, most of what i what i what i what i work with is the the archangels uh like raphael michael uh gabrielle those are um archangels that are extremely powerful for healing and creativity so when a clients come to me i always say well you know do meditations around those that angelic realm it will it it will convey uh, it, it will guide you absolutely hands down and our you know our animals that have our animals are our angels too so you know there it's it's a light being it's 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 a light it's a very um high density vibration that isn't in this third dimension but it's in the fourth dimension and they're they're here they're given to us as messengers they're given to us as as a sense of of protection and and strength i know our i know our angels pro provide a lot of protection archangel michael is all about protection you know raphael is all about healing gabrielle is all about creativity so if any of your listeners are or watching right now you know check those archangels out and and use them now use them they want you to call upon them so meditation can you touch on the importance of meditation and maybe what it can do for the soul 
Gosh, that is that meditation is a tool. It's a technique. And there are lots of different kinds of meditations. And depending on who we are as an individual, um, we'll kind of dictate what kind of meditation best works for you. Like there could be meditations where you, you know, you sit quietly and, you know, the cross-legged position and you have your hands in a particular mudra. It could be a walking meditation. It could be outside, you know, you could be cycling. And it's meditation is about, you know, clearing that again, clearing the mind chatter so that you can create space for ideas to show up, for guidance to show up. And when we're constantly thinking and our mind is spinning over and over again, replaying the same stories, because that's what the mind is really good at. It, it doesn't give you, it hardly gives you any new scenarios. What it does is it replays the past. And unfortunately, with it replaying the past, that's where, you're, that's where you create from. And that's usually from a space of fear and doubt and um, deprivation, you know, and all of those things that you don't want more of, but because you're focused on that, that generally is what, what shows up on your path. That's why meditation is really good to help break that circuit, that, that the repetitive cycle, so that you can be in a space of recreating something new. So that is part, it, it, I highly, highly, highly recommend some sort of meditation technique. Um, there's transcendental meditations, there's Zen meditations. So there's so much, there's so much out there and it's, it is available. It's free. You know, I, when people say I don't have the money, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, first of all, I, I say erase the word can't from your vocabulary, because if you believe that you can't believe me, you won't. So that, that will, that will stop you in your tracks every time. But if you're just, you know, if you say, I'm going to try it and try meditating for 30 seconds, you know, say, I can't, if people say I can't calm my mind down for, you know, 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Well, that means you should probably just sit there for 30 minutes because you have to discipline your own mind and no one can do it for you except for you. Well said, well put. You've worked with uh, celebrities, some CEOs. Uh, what other services do you offer the public and people? Well, like I mentioned, I do personal retreats, corporate retreats where I go to a specific location and we do a, a, a weekend retreat or sometimes it's a, day, a half day retreat or a day retreat. And we just kind of go uh, reevaluate. We go over uh, values and, and our the, the mission and, and how the collaboration and communication aspects of, of really what makes a team efficient. So that's from a business perspective. Um, and that's when I do a, a corporate retreat, but oftentimes I do a relation, uh, if I am invited to do a relationship retreat, we talk about, we talk more about the soul and why you've attracted your partner into your life and, and how you can to heal aspects of yourself. So you can maybe stop that cycle of attracting, you know, this, the same problem with a different face. Cause that's typically what shows up. We attract the same problem with a different face over and over again until we, we heal that part of ourselves and that we heal that part of our soul. Otherwise, that is, very, that, that is what um, the activation is and what draws the experiences to us, including people. So um, I help people through you know, boot camps. Uh, I have a lot of clients that, sh that sign up with me for 30 days and every day I hold your hand and I take you through 
um, vigorous meditations and and coaching and text messages and emails and just, just to kind of help you get through that challenging time where you are where you are but I also do individual sessions like an hour session 90 minute session so I try to make my my um, intuitive and healing skills available to whatever whatever works for your situation very good stuff uh, you have some very positive and inspiring, uplifting messages on your website and in social media posts. Uh, for the listeners out there, you know, I encourage them to follow some of your work. Um, where where does this inspiration come from, and where is this this seemingly? I mean, because you're you're very wise. Where does this knowledge come from? Is it from source, or can you elaborate on that? Yeah, wisdom doesn't come from me. I'm just a conduit. It, I know better than to say that it comes from me, because as soon as I do, I get the I'll, I'll get a you know a shot to the gut. <laughs> so I'm not dumb. Uh, so I I just yeah it, it 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 comes from source. It comes from the universe. And I wake up every single morning. I just say, God, show me the way today. What should I do today? You know, put me in front of the person that I need to help. But when you do that. When you do that, I can guarantee you, you will be so, so loved and guided in that process. But again, it, it's like <clears throat> waking up and saying, how can I serve others today? So that wisdom, by you saying that, when you say, okay, universe, how, okay, consciousness, God, how can I serve today? You have then just opened yourself up to being that vessel to whoever shows up on your path. So the wisdom doesn't come from me. I, I'm just a physical body here, you know, living my life like everybody else. But my, my experiences have <clears throat> put me in the position to share my gifts and, and, and what I've come here to do with others and the way that I know how to do it, which is tell stories, I guess. It's awesome. What's your thoughts on reincarnation? Well, I believe that it's true. And I do believe that we reincarnate and so do animals. And, you know, I have one story. So I, I, as I share, I share through stories. I had this, I had this cat and I loved my cat. He was an orange cat. His name was stud. Sometimes I called him stud muffin, but he passed away after 22 years. And when I was going through the hardest time in my life, after I left that relationship, I, I didn't have any uh, animals left. I had none of my comforts left except for Trigger. I had Trigger. And I remember I was walking into this house one day. And as I was on the sidewalk, this orange cat begins to, he was walking down the sidewalk. And he looked just like Stud. And Stud had been, you know, had been dead for years. And I remember I stopped on the sidewalk and this cat started meowing the same meow that Stud did. And it was a very unique kind of growl. So it was, it, it was literally paralyzing for me. And this cat walks right up to me, stands at my feet. He had the same exact markings as Stud and he had five, he had 10 toes. So he had big baseball mitts and he's, he sits in front of me and I reached down and I said, Study, is that you? And he rolls over, he lets me pet his tummy and all of a sudden he stands up and he changed. He was a different cat and he walks away. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe our animals can come back as, you know, as animals, as different animals, maybe as people. I don't know. I haven't been dead yet, but I do know that anything's possible. 
Well, where can we find your work and some of the wonderful things you're doing? Well, I have a website. It's AngelaLenhart.com. You can find all of my information there. Uh, on Amazon, that's where both of my books are located. So, um, Trigger the Wonder Horse and A Charmed Journey. And then, of course, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm pretty much, I'm, I feel like my mugshot is everywhere. So it's, it's out there. All I have to do is put in my name, like Angela Author Denver, and I pretty much show up. Well, wonderful discussion. Thanks for coming on the show, Angela. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. And thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, Dylan. Mm -hmm. That's it for the show, Reality Searchers. If you enjoyed the show, please share the show with your friends and family. Uh, please like us on Facebook. Check us out on all the other social media platforms. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And remember, question everything and search for your own truths. I now leave you with a quote. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. That is John 11.21 through 11.23.